Let's get into it. This is another episode of For What It's Worth with Wes Hoffman, and I'm your host, Wes Hoffman. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I meant to get this up a lot earlier than I did, and this was this uh, episode was actually recorded about like oh oh my gosh, almost two weeks ago now, and um, it was with it's with my friend Dustin John Wallace from Keep Flying with the Punches and Romer, a really awesome dude, uh, but. What happened was uh, I went on the road and we played a couple shows and uh, I ended up getting COVID. So <laughs> um, I got it when I came home, so I didn't get it while I was on the road, but uh, I came home, I tested, it came back positive, And so um, I haven't been in the mood to do anything creative until now. So, um, but thankfully I'm feeling better and uh, we've, I've got a new episode for you guys. So um, we had an awesome show in Carbondale, Illinois with a band called Sidewalk Slam. And I just wanted to give them a, sh- a shout out. If you were a Tooth & Nail Records kid back in the day, you probably knew about Sidewalk Slam um, or Run Kid Run, which were uh, kind of the same. They were actually kind of the same band. But um, it was really cool because we booked the show and we realized that it was the 20th anniversary of their album, their third album, And We Drive. So... They did a an album play of that where they played the whole album in its entirety, and that was really cool. So thanks to all who came out to that. And then we did a show in Nashville with our friends Sideline Heroes, 95 Corolla, and The Catastrophes. And that was a lot of fun as well. So um, we are getting ready to hit the road again in October. We're going to Chicago on October 12th uh, at Burlington Bar. And we're going to be in Cleveland at the Jester's Lounge on October 13th. We're going to hit Oneonda, New York at Black Oak Tavern. And then we are hitting the first Unitarian Church in Philadelphia on October 15th. So if you are in any of those areas, please come to the shows. We'd love to see you guys. Uh, We're going to be on the road with Tired Radio. So enjoy this episode with Dustin John Wallace. And uh, yeah. See you next time. All right. Dustin John Wallace of With the Punches, Keep Flying, and the other project is called Romer, right? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. I got it right. Um, I like that. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, um... I always like to give a little bit of a background of, of how I know the guest. So um, I, I've been a, a, a big fan and friend of Keep Flying for quite a while. And um, I saw that you, you've joined the band. Um, has it been a couple of years now? Uh, yeah, I mean, so like uh, the way Keep Flying does things is like you, you're, if you stick around for a year, then you're like in the band. Okay. So I, I've been touring with keep flying for uh two years and i've been in the band for like a year okay awesome awesome and then i i when i s- started seeing you show up in like photos on social media and stuff i was like oh he's in with the punches too which was um has been one of my i really love that band um i i used to go running a lot and i would listen to the seams and stitches album quite a bit um, so yeah, definitely a big fan, and I loved the new EP that you guys put out last year. Um, 
Uh, so we're going to talk all about that. So. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, but thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Happy to. I, uh, I, like, I don't remember what what episode it was. Probably, like, uh, you did the Wilhelm Scream interview. Whichever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I just went and, like, started listening to all the other episodes. And I was like, oh, and this guy. Oh, and this guy. Oh, Belvedere. Oh, Jim. Alex from Bad Play, yeah, you know, like, just going through and being like, this is, this is great, I, I, I like listening to interviews with musicians, I like, it's like a, a thing for me, hell yeah, so, uh, so your podcast, like, hits a lot of, a lot of people, I, I, are, whose music I already like, uh, and then now I'm, like, checking out other ones I don't know as well, yeah, oh, dude, for sure, I'm, I'm a big, um, there's two things that I love about podcasting. I've been podcasting for almost 10 years now. Um, and I've always been a big, like, I love having conversations and I love kind of going deep in conversations about, um, you know, just not, not necessarily surfacey stuff. I like, you know, of course I, I'm cool with like, Hey, you know, did you see the new Dungeons and Dragons movie? And I love like talking about pop culture and stuff like that. But I, I always have just kind of loved going deep with people like, what are, you know, what motivates you? What are kind of like, you know, what do you believe in and what really pushes you to do what you do? Um, and, and just kind of philosophizing on, on different things as well. Like, um, but you know, I've also really enjoyed, um, making connections with people too. So I think a podcast, if it wasn't for my podcast, I wouldn't have known John James Ryan. I wouldn't have known about like, uh, keep flying and, and I wouldn't have met a lot of really cool people through podcasting. So, um, I really enjoy it just as a vehicle of like how to meet new people. And, you know, most of the time when you talk to somebody for 45 minutes after that, you're usually friends. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, how did, I guess I'll kind of start here. Like, how did you end up, um, joining keep flying? Um, so I've known John forever, uh, like, I think we met in like oh nine um, like uh, we were with the punches on the west coast and a bunch of our shows got canceled and he was TMing uh, a loss for words okay and so we were fortunate enough to get thrown on one of the shows and we we're like hanging at the merch table and he was like you know you know the way John talks so he was like hey you're old I'm old too <laughs> and I was like oh yeah, 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 I'm old, uh, yeah, and, uh, and so we just kind of ended up hanging out, know a lot of the same people, and, uh, there was, like, a, like, a brown recluse on his merch bag, and I was like, hey, man, there's a, there's a brown recluse on your merch bag, uh, you should not, maybe don't touch that thing, and he was like, oh, shit, oh, thank you, and so he and I have been friends since, since, like, that moment, um, and I knew... Henry from uh, Survey Says, mm-hmm. and like, like uh, he would, you know, he came to with the punches gigs, and like he he sticks out, you know what I mean? He was, at the time he would wear like a very colorful hat, so we like you you just kind of took note, uh, and so I knew he was, and then when I started listening to Survey Says, I was like, oh, this band's really really good, actually, like this is cool. Uh, and I just became a fan. I started like talk, you know, I would, I would catch up with him online or whatever. Um, and then 
like at the time he had like a merch company. So I would get yeah. merch printed through him uh, for with the punches and stuff and, and uh, other things I was doing. And we just, you know, just kind of had like a very casual, like surface level friendship. Um, and I was like, yo, you know, if, uh, if survey ever needs a guitar player, you know, like, let me know. And I think that day he was like, yeah, actually, I think like survey is kind of coming to an end. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I, I like, I've been there. I know what that's like. That sucks. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, if you ever, you know, if you ever doing anything in the future, you need a guitar player, call me. I'm around. I got nothing going on. Uh, and so that was it. And a couple months later, I got a call from Henry and he was like, hey, I, I, I got a new band. And I was like, oh, no way. I thought I was like getting the call to come play guitar. I was like, who's playing guitar? And he was like, oh, it's kid Charlie Bruno. He's from Pennsylvania. You know him? And I was like, no, sad. Uh, but, <laughs> but I like, uh, I ended up booking, I like, uh, my wife and I worked at a, uh, a camp for kids with type one diabetes at the time. Oh, cool. Like, on the summer. And so we had had the first, like, uh, the year prior, we had had a band, my friends from Texas, Steve's come and play. And I was like, yo, would, would keep flying want to like come play at this camp for these kids like they they will go nuts most of them have never seen a band before they are not like punk kids you know like they're just like they're awesome though and henry was like yeah i gotta call the guys but like yeah and I was like, okay cool so the first keep flying gig was actually like playing at this camp for these kids um and it was awesome they were like they just they put on such a great show and again it was the, it was the first show it's supposed to be bad you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like you're supposed to, you're not supposed to be like good the first one you're you're supposed to suck uh, but they were great and and i just had a blast and and so i just kind of kept up with them you know they're my friends um, and then like you know i i had met uh, dan who played bass and um, and i i knew dj you know Henry's brother and stuff. And, uh, and I would just go and see them whenever I could, if they put something out, you know, I try and order it, whatever. Um, and I was just hyped, hyped for them. Um, uh, and then two years ago, John called me and was like, Hey man, like, were you serious when you said like you wanted to play guitar and keep flying? And I was like, yeah. Why? He's like, well, Charlie's going to be leaving the band. And I was like, oh, and like, He's like, so, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about it, like take, you know, take a couple days and like, think about it. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, let's, let's go. When's the, when do I got to be there? And he was like, oh, well, slow down. Um, <laughs> he's like, first he's like, I'll, I'll have, uh, Charlie send you the videos of like what he plays on the songs so you can kind of learn the songs. And, uh, so he did that and, and that was it. And I was, you know, did the first tour. I played very, very poorly. I didn't prepare enough. Uh, so if you saw like that first, that first tour where I was playing guitar for Keep Flying, I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know it was bad. Uh, I think it's better now. Uh, it's yeah, definitely so, better now. I didn't see that you early on, but I saw you like earlier this year, and it, it you're you're doing great, man. Thanks, man. I you know I, I would hope so. I would hope after two years, I like kind of had had a had a feeling for it, but you never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so so now two years in, I, I I know most of the songs pretty well. 
So, so did you? You re, uh, recorded the the newest album, uh, with with the band, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like. Um, yeah. So for the last record, the the new record, Daylight, uh, I'm the I'm the guy playing lead guitar on that. Okay. Awesome. Was was that a different experience than like other bands that you have been in before, like recording with Keep Flying or? Um, and it was with Nick Nick Bruzzese, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, vastly different experience than I've ever had making a record. Um, How so? So, like, I've played in... Any band I've played in was, like, a band that rehearses a lot and then sometimes plays shows. Um, even with the punches, like, when we were touring, like, we... You know, if we were home and, and working on, like, songs for a new record... We were in the studio, you know, at least once a week, you mm-hmm. know, maybe more depending on like what everybody's availability was. Um, keep flying because we all live so spread out. It's it's not really feasible for everybody to like get in the room for, you know, a month and just like hash out the songs. So Henry had like recorded some rough demos uh, and he and Chuck and Pete had kind of like talked out some things like where you know transitions and stuff but at the time like i was still you know i wasn't like fully a member of the band yet so i was still pretty apprehensive about it um so like i didn't know what was going to be you know i don't want to step on anybody's toes sure we've never played in a band with horns before so i've never had to like compete for that that space in in a song you know what i mean because it can get cluttered fast when you have you know it can get cluttered fast when you just have you know two guitars vocals bass and drums oh yeah so a sax and a trombone in like okay well where does everybody fit now um and so that was like the bag i kind of found myself in going into this and i was like well I, i i don't know so i'll just go in and everybody will do what they're gonna do and then i'll just i'll find space that I can do that, you know, like, I'm, I, I think I can, I can do that pretty well. So that was a lot of it was like, okay, you know, like drums, uh, Henry's guitar, bass, vocals are like recorded or being recorded and they start horns up in the big room and I'm in like the, the B room starting guitar stuff and so it's just kind of like we're bouncing stuff back and forth, going like, oh, okay, you know, like the guitar kind of steps on the horns here. Oh, okay. Oh, with something else, something else. Or like, fortunately, I had Henry like in the room with me for most of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, like that's cool. I was kind of thinking something like this, and I'll play something, you know, try something, go back and forth a little bit. Uh, but I've, I've, again, like, and with the punches, we started you know, we started writing a song in a rehearsal space and when we left that space, it was done. There wasn't like, mm-hmm. we were not, we're not a band that like figures it out in the studio. We're a band that like goes in and it's like, here's where we're, here's what we're doing and go. Uh, so yeah, I just trying to like find my space sonically was uh, very very similar to me trying to find my space 
physically in the band over the last two years. <laughs> um, yeah, I would think that's probably a big part of it too, especially like Keep Flying is probably the most high energy band I've ever seen. Um, it, it, maybe some of those Norma Jean shows or like the Chariot shows back in the day, like <laughs> were pretty high energy, but like Keep Flying definitely in like the pop punk world is like the a very high energy. So I, I could imagine that like, that element of the stage presence and the chemistry on stage was also like something to figure out too because you know john's coming over to people and like doing backflips over them and you know leapfrogging and stuff like that so <laughs> did did that take a little while as well yeah i mean like in uh, yes for sure because i the way that we have the microphone set up, you know, like Henry is stage right, or I'm sorry, stage left. Uh, John and Rick are kind of like centered. Uh, Chuck, who, you know, sings so much, uh, is stage right. And I am also stage right. So Chuck has to be able to get to his microphone. Like, I can't, I can't, it's, it, what he does <laughs> is important. I can't get in his way. I have to get myself out of his way and I'm, I'm a bigger guy. So it's like, thank, thankfully Chuck is like a ninja with how he like gets in and out of spaces. Like he, you know, he, he'll bump you here and there, but for the most part, man, he, he can like weave his way through the stage, uh, untouched. So that's, that's good. Um, but yeah, it, it like, it took a while to kind of figure out like, oh, okay, here's where like, Chuck's running to the other side of the stage. I can just kind of do whatever I want. Yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. So, so, are you on tour with Keep Flying right now? <laughs> no, because <laughs> it says on the on Spotify that they're in Pensacola tonight. <laughs> they are in Pensacola. I am in my house in uh, rural North Carolina. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I um, like my. My, my wife's aunt, wedding anniversary is uh, was September 10th. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Happy anniversary. Uh, so, I'm sorry? Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so I had, I think in March, I was just like, hey, uh, you know, I haven't been home for an anniversary in a while, so I'm going to, I'm going to take some, I'm going to take some time off. Oh, good um, for you, man. And everybody was like, yeah, party. Uh and so, you know, we hadn't, we didn't have the tour booked and John, but John said like, Hey, you know, there's, there's like a, a pretty good chance. Cause we have the record coming out. Like we're going to have to be on tour at that time. Do you care if like we have Dave come fill in? Dave is, is our guy who just, uh, flies in and fills in when one of us can't be there. That's and awesome. He can, like he can cover everybody. So like he's filled in for Pete, he's filled in for Henry, he's filled in for me now. Uh, he, he can he can play saxophone so if we ever if we ever do that like Dave will be there he's like um, the utility guy in baseball that can like play every position and pitch like yeah yeah he's just he's just a he's just a little Swiss army knife you know what I mean like, like throw the kid at anything he's probably gonna get you there um, and he's like 19 he's really really sweet he plays in a band called Few Faces he's great he's like incredibly talented and gifted um Great to be around. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to be around him on this tour because he's just filling in for me. And then uh, when I come back, he like goes home, I think, the next day, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
So I I picked back up on the tour Tuesday on the 19th in Columbia, oh. South Carolina. Okay, awesome, awesome. Super cool. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, and I, I'm really glad that you're, that you're in Keep Flying Man. I'm glad that I got a chance to meet you guys and meet you and play with, um, with you guys again. I've, I've, I think I've played with, like my band has played with Keep Flying now three, maybe three times. So, um, and I always try to catch you guys when you're in St. Louis. I could not, for whatever reason, I can't remember. I, I wasn't able to make it the last time you guys were in town. Um, it was like a Tuesday night and it was ridiculously hot. And something yes. was um, something was going on, and um, I, I can't remember. But I'm sorry I didn't make it. Um, I will make it's it next. I will make it next time for sure. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, with the punches, and be, because, like I said, uh, you know, your new EP that came out it was definitely one of my uh, favorite. There, so much good music has been coming out lately, but like last year, that was one of my favorite things that had come out. Um, and, and really touched on a lot of stuff. And I talked to you about this when you were in St. Louis earlier this year. Uh, really, you know, I went through a divorce um, a couple of years ago. Um, I guess it's been like three years now that it that we separated. And, um, you know, the, this album or this EP that you guys put out really touches on like... Uh, and, and this is something that I try to do with my music too, without going on too many tangents. Is like, how, how can you make pop punk music and have it not just be about like girls and getting dumped and all the cheesy stuff that you write about whenever you're younger. Whereas sure. now I'm, you know, we're in our late thirties and you know, I just turned 40 this year. How do I kind of, I still love pop punk music and how do you take that and write, um, you know, more serious, more mature songs. And I think you guys really, um, and keep flying as well has done this is really nail it on the head with keeping the music, kind of more more mature but still keeping that pop punk feel but also like you know some of the content's kind of heavy um so to, uh, but i'm interested in knowing <laughs> all of that being said <laughs> um uh, how i know that you guys just put this ep out um you know after not really doing anything uh, you know not have putting out music for um quite a while so what really kind of spurred with the punches to put out this uh ep last year and kind of reform. Yeah, well, so, like, there wasn't, like, a breakup with, with, in With the Punches. It was just, you know, everybody's, like, life started to change. Um, and so, you know, we had a couple guys get married and, you know, started having some kids. And it was just like, well, you know, like, we were a band that, like, really, our, our only goal was like just having fun and so I think when it started to become like more of a hindrance to their life than a help it was like well yeah maybe it's time to like think about not doing this so much mm -hmm. um and so you know we we had a lot of talks about it and I I was really like pushing like listen I I, I I think we can probably just do it differently. I think there has to be another way uh, that isn't like, well, you know, we're, we're breaking up. The band is over. So uh, we talked about it and everyone was just like, yeah, you know, like we don't have to say anything. We can just stop. 
And I was like, well, okay. And then uh, we were like, well, let's let's do a couple more shows just so that like we're not just disappearing and just falling off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there are gonna be people. There's like this band means something to people, and it's kind of selfish to just be like, yeah, you know, like hope you had a good time. You know, so so long. And thanks for all the fish. Um, <laughs> and and so we. We were like, okay, we'll do a couple shows, and we'll get, like, our friends to play, and we'll just see how it goes. So we played the last shows in 2013, and it was great. Like, we had a blast. And then, you know, that day, I like, uh, we were at the the Asbury show. We were, like, outside the Asbury show at the Asbury Lands. And I was like, yo, I was, like, sitting with Jesse, and I was like, yo, I got, I got this new demo. <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, yeah, I got like a, I got like a new song, like a, like a new with the punches on. He's like, brother, we're, we're at our last shows. What you I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I know, but like, you know, something. And uh, and so, I played him this riff, and he was like, yeah, that's dope. We should do something with that. And so, the group chat like never stopped from 2013. We, you know, it's the same five guys, and we, you know. And we'd talk about music. I, you know, we'd send demos back and forth. We found this, uh, this thing, this resource called Splice, which allowed you to work in a, um, in like a GarageBand project the same way you were, would work in like a Google Doc at work. Oh, that's cool. And we're like, oh my god, this is like a game changer because at that point, uh, like we, you know, Mike had moved to Washington D.C. area. Shane has moved four or five times. I don't really know. Um, and you know, Jesse had like moved out of Newburgh. I was in Pennsylvania. So it just made things like infinitely easier where, okay, well, yeah, I have this idea. Cool. You know, send it, like put it in, put it up on splice. Vinny comes in, adds his thing. Shane goes in and like fixes the drum parts that I, I don't know, I don't understand drums and guitar player exclusively. Uh, so I don't really understand how they work. So I would like get MIDI like program drums or GarageBand has like a, yeah. a GarageBand drummer thing on it. And I would use that. Yeah. And, uh, and so he would go in and fix stuff and then, you know, Jesse would start writing lyrics to it. And, and it was like, Oh, okay, cool. So we just kept doing that. Um, and then we would play like, shows occasionally so like a good reason so um like the last uh like henry was having like the last show at his old house in blairstown new jersey and he was talking about it and i was like well do you do you want with the punches to play <laughs> it's like wait is that is that like a possibility like, yeah okay uh so i called the guys and everybody was down um we did like a a Christmas benefit show at our home venue, The Chance in Poughkeepsie, uh, for, like, Toys for Tots. It was just, you know, like, stuff that made sense. And then uh, in 2019, we did a weekender with Key Flying, and we just had so much fun. It was like, oh, this is great. We love, we love doing this, and we can do it in a way that doesn't preclude us from participating in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did those shows and then afterwards there was kind of a, like a little more little more fire in everybody about it and so we're like okay well let's pick 
let's pick the five songs, you know, because we've we've got 12 or whatever it was at the time. Uh, we've got 12 songs or, or however many, and let's pick five, and we'll just go in and we'll make an EP. Awesome. When do you guys want to do it? Uh, hey, every, you know, like, looks like everybody's schedule's pretty free second week of March 2020. Let's do that. <laughs> so... Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> and then COVID hit. <laughs> well, kind of. It was like, I was starting I like starting to hear about it. And uh, and I was like, well, okay, you know, like, it's whatever. It's like, it's just the flu. It's, you know, like, we've... It's literally like, like, COVID as a, as a, as a thing, is like, scientifically, right, is like the, the same thing that the bird flu was 15 years ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, a new strain, you know, significantly more uh, more aggressive. But at the time, uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is just like a new scary flu. Who cares? Like, whatever. Uh, and so I started driving to New York to go meet with a guy, like meet up, and then we were going to do a week of pre-production and then um, start recording. And I started driving up, and my wife called me and was like, hey, they're like shutting states down. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, uh, sure, I'll figure it out. So I, I just I called Shane, uh, our drummer, who and he and Jesse were together, and I was like, you know, just so you guys know that like uh, I am on my way, so we have to do something. I don't I don't know. I, I might be a, I might live in New York for the next six months. I don't really know what's happening. Uh, it was just scary. But, uh, so we called, like, our friend Brendan, who, who we recorded with, and he was like, yo, if you guys just want to come in this week, um, all of my, all of my clients just called me and canceled in the last 20 minutes, so I'm free. And I was like, sure. So we went up, um, and, like, Mike couldn't come, Mike has, has young kids, um, and they were younger at the time. So he just, he was like, yeah, he's like, this isn't safe, and, and I don't, I can't risk, like, bringing something home. My kids already have, like, asthma. So, so no. We're like, oh, okay, cool. So we just, luckily we had these, uh, these demos from GarageBand where we had the tempos, we had scratch bass, scratch guitar, you know. So we were able to, like, oh, we'll just track the new drums to the, the tra- scratch tracks that we already have. Nothing's changing there. Mm-hmm. So, did that, and uh, yeah, like eventually things calmed down a little bit. Mike was able to get in, do the bass tracks, uh, and then Jesse did his vocals last, and yeah. So, but it was it really like I think a lot of it came out of like doing those three shows in 2019 with Keep Flying. Like it was, it was cool to get back to doing you know, and we had done like we had done like a weekender here and there, but something about that weekend and like uh playing like house of independence which was the it was the first time we'd ever played house of independence we're like oh this is amazing like people give a shit this is cool we should keep doing this yeah absolutely i will i'm definitely glad that you guys did do you have anything what's what's kind of do you have anything on the horizon right now like any tours or recordings or anything no i mean so like because I'm on the road all the time with Keep Flying, uh, I don't have a ton of, like, time. And, and the guys are just all kind of busy. Um, we, 
we just found out uh, a couple weeks ago that our home venue, uh, the chance of PFC is closing. And we got asked if we would play like one of the last shows there. And because of scheduling stuff with the other guys, like we weren't, we're not able to do it sadly. Mm. But, uh, but so there's nothing really like pressing, but that's just kind of how, how it is. And with the punches, like we're, we'll do things when it feels good when it feels right. And, and everyone's got time and, and kind of like, you know, uh, mental bandwidth to, to do it. Um, and then the rest of the time, we're just not going to stress about it. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. And I, I think that like, I like what you said about being able to kind of do things and uh, still do the band, but participate in your own life. And I feel like, you know, what, what I'm doing with my band is, you know, we do a lot of weekenders. Like we're not going to be able to do more than, you know, four days, maybe five dates at a time. Like we could maybe do a week, you know, at the most if a really cool opportunity came along. But like we all have full-time jobs where we have a lot of responsibilities and, you know, some of us have kids and, um, you know, we all have significant others in our lives and we still want to do this. And it's really cool to be doing it and being like, older <laughs> now, now it's like you know i do have a job i do make money i can actually like you know i'm not doing this where i have to like sleep on a floor every night anymore um you know or, or wondering like where the next meal is going to come from but like um you know we're we're not gonna it, you know if if something really cool happened and uh, like you know we got to go offer to go tour on uh, do a tour with like bayside for three weeks like we would somehow make it happen, but like, right. you know, but for the most part, if we're going to do, you know, three or four days, like we, we're going to try to make them the best shows that we can and, and then come home and we're, you know, we're usually gone for, um, you know, that amount of time and it's, it, we're still able to kind of grow our band in that way. And, and, you know, we play a lot of the places in the Midwest that are just a couple of day, you know, that are just a day's drive away for, you know, five hours away or something like that. So um, you know, and over steadily now, after two years of doing this, we're starting to see it kind of grow. But I think you're seeing a lot of, of, of bands kind of in a similar situation as with the punches where, uh, you know, they stopped doing this for a little bit, a little while and like life kind of catches up to you and, and people have families and, and careers. And then it's like, oh, well, I really loved doing this. Why did I stop? <laughs> right. Maybe there's a different way to do this now. And, you know, you, you even see bands, you know, MXPX is one of my favorite bands. And you don't see them doing, you know, these mammoth, like, you know, six-week tours anymore. You They kind of, you know, they'll hit Milwaukee and Chicago, and then they'll fly home. And then they'll hit, like, you know, a few shows in Florida, and then they'll head home, and a few, few shows in... Texas and they fly home and um, it's it's kind of cool that you can that you can do that and still be a successful band without it like taking over your entire life you know what I mean yeah yeah and that's you know like that's the thing that like tears bands apart is is when you know you're feeding all of all of one side right like you're 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 just in on the band and like, that's, that's all you can do. Um, and like, it's hard to get five people, four people, three people on that page of like, this is the only thing that I care about. And this is the only thing I'm going to do. 
um, and everything else is going to take a backseat to this, no matter what it is. That's like that's an impossible ask, uh, and I think especially now, like post COVID, people are like, no, nothing in my life is gonna be uh, is gonna be like one hundred percent in charge of my life, um, and like I I love being key flying, I love touring, and I needed to have this time off and there was just never a question about it you know what i mean it was like oh you're you're doing that okay cool uh are you good if we if like we we kind of need to be on the road at that time are you good if dave is is like comes out and fills in i was like yeah that's great you know if dave if like dave can make that work awesome if you guys are gonna play man down okay um i just can't be there and yeah. so and there like there's not like a no hard feelings sure or, you know, Sure. No, like no sourness about it. It was just like, okay, they dropped me off at the airport. <laughs> like we played, we, played, we played the gig in Fresno and uh, <laughs> like wrapped up. You know, Pete, who does ninety five percent of the driving in the van, you know, took me to the airport. I was like, all right, guys, you know, see you next time. And, like jumped out and, and headed on my merry way. Like, well, um, and, and that's that's you know we've had, you know. That's that's been a big part of my band as well is with the with the on the road stuff is you know um, we've had you know one of our guys uh, that that was originally playing in the band he had a baby so he's like you know he's not playing in the band and going on the road right now and and it wasn't ever um, you know I was very clear with the guys up front like hey if if there's ever something that like that you don't want to do and like everybody else still is like down to do it you know. Please, like, are you cool with us finding somebody to fill in or, or go, you know, just so we're not left behind, <laughs> pun intended, hey, pun, hey. pun intended, <laughs> just so we're not left behind, you know, saying, oh, well, we can't do this because one, one of our guys doesn't want to or, or, or has something going on at the time. Like, um, you know, and that's, that's happened multiple times. We've had diff several different drummers. We've had different people play guitar and, and. And it's been really cool because it was all talked about up front, and it I feel like it almost makes the person who's like not able to do it um, feel better. Like, oh well, they're still able to do their thing that they want to do, and I'm still able to do what I want to do, and I still have my place in the band. You know what I mean? Um, right. And that that's you know back in the day, 20 years ago, when I was like this fired up kid, I would have been like, if you can't commit to this, then like you're out of the band. You know, I wouldn't have been that mad. I, I, I don't get mad like that, but I would have been like, if you can't commit to this one show, then like, what else is it that you're not going to commit to? You know, it would have been a whole big thing, but you know, we're older, we're more mature and understanding like, Hey, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, you can't, you can't necessarily do that. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird world because like what you were saying of, of, of being able to fully commit to this one thing it like it that's a lot easier to do when you're like 23 years old and have very few responsibilities yeah. um but at that time like like when i was 23 i was still kind of a shithead like i didn't know i i wasn't nearly as emotionally mature as i am now i didn't ha i don't have the resources that i have now so it's like there, there were a lot of things that I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I was younger. You know what I mean? Um, like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. And now that I'm older, it's like I, I'm much more wiser and mature 
but like I have the responsibility, so I can't just straight up be like, all right, I'm leaving for a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I like, uh, <laughs> it's like, weird. My, my emotional maturity, like, I was 27 when we started with the punches, and I was like a shithead. So, <laughs> you know, like, I, if I would have tried to do this at like 19, I, you know, like, I see like young bands out there, and I'm like, oh, I was, I would have been a lunatic. Like, I, I'm so glad. <laughs> Like, I understand a little bit better now when, like, I hear, when people say, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I played the punk band when I was younger. You know, like, oh, okay. You know, like, I, I get it. I used to not. For forever, I was like, so you just, like, checked out? That's, that sucks, man. Like, but, like, I, I, I was, like, offended that, like, but if I would have tried to do this stuff when I was, you know, 19 or 20 or 21... I was a lunatic. Like I wouldn't. Have, yeah. I couldn't have been around. At twenty-seven, I was almost. <laughs> I like I almost had like the inkling that someday I would be a bearable person to be around. <laughs> uh, and, but like it's still even with that, it took. I don't know what's today, Tuesday, <laughs> like Friday. Uh, like it's, I'm still like working that stuff out. Um, and you know, I, I hope to be a better version tomorrow. Absolutely. You know, than I than I than I am today, but like you know, there's gonna be a day where I'm worse too. Like there's yeah. gonna be days where like I'm I am actually like unbearable to to be around. I went, I was like unbearable. We did uh the full U.S. in March, April, March, April, uh, and there was like weeks of that where I was just unbearable to be around. I was just like dealing with stuff in my head and. Like I wasn't having a good time, and I was, you know, trying to get on stage and like, and like get myself into the zone, and just, and I wasn't like. But then we get in the van, and it was just, I, I was just miserable. I, you know, felt bad, and I didn't know how to talk to the band about it. Uh, and then one day, I, like they just kind of brought it up, and we're like, "Yo, do you do you just need to leave? Like, do you just need to?" you can be done. Like, don't feel bad if you just need to quit the band. Like we would rather you quit. And like, we still like you as a person than like you stay here, you know, through some misguided, like sense of responsibility and yeah. are just a miserable prick and make this suck for everybody. And I was like, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess this is where we're at now. So like we like had the big convo and, and you know, Ultimately, like, it, it helped me feel more comfortable talking to the band. That was, that was like, uh, part of, you know, me saying, like, hey, you know, like, I, I, I got to be home in September for a couple weeks. So Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and dude, I think that's, that's part of it is, like, now I can, I myself, if I'm having a bad day, and I'm not even talking about being on the road or anything like that, you know, just being... Um, here with my girlfriend, you know, we live together and it's like, if, if I'm having a bad day or she is, sometimes it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm just not feeling right. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why, you know, a few, a few, um, weeks ago I just woke up and I, I'm normally a pretty positive, happy person. I just kind of wake up that way. Most of the time, one day I just woke up feeling really sad for no reason. I just like felt real mel melancholy and the infinite sadness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just felt real melancholy and, and you know, it was kind of cloudy out. And it just one of those like weird days. And I 
I was like, I don't know what it is. I'm just like feeling sad. I'm starting to have sad thoughts. And like, that's just how I am. And, and, you know, when I was younger, I wouldn't know how to communicate that so that people around me would know. And, and then on the flip side of that, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much an empath and I can pick up on when other people are feeling a little weird. And so, you know, sometimes I'll just kind of be like, Hey, you doing okay? Like what's going on? You know, like any, anything like bothering you? And, and when I was younger, I didn't know that that's, I didn't know how to, to approach people in that way either. So, you know, the, there are parts of that, that, you know, uh, even on the podcast with Belvedere, like he, he kind of alluded, he didn't go in depth about it, but he alluded to like, we didn't know how to communicate when we were younger. And you're, when you're on the road for that long, I can imagine that, you know, there's things going on at home that you can't do anything about because you're, you know, hours and miles away. And, um, you know, you don't, you also don't want to feel like you unloaded on everybody else that you're with at the time, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's a tough thing, man, for sure. So I, I get that. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it, you know, you, no one, no one teaches you there I mean, and no one could, right? Like no one teaches you like how to be in a touring band or like what that looks like, or like how healthy communication in a band setting looks when you know you're you're on the other side of the country and your your mind is somewhere else and you're like eating shitty food and you're not sleeping well and you know you're you're trying to do your best and, and like there's that all of that stuff like takes a toll um and you know and then you'll have you know you'll have a day where like someone will come up to you and and like have like a like a genuine conversation and you're like oh okay this is that's why i'm here this like this this music that means something to me means something to this other person and seeing us do this means something to them and is yeah. important for them and it's like oh okay cool that like fills the cup back up a little bit you know absolutely like, absolutely that's that's kind of the way that I, I i think about everything it's like yo like some days man the cup is fucking empty and it dries a bone uh and someday some days it overflows uh and you know you, you kind of have to remember that like both of those days exist yeah absolutely that that is beautifully put beautifully put um so, dude, I have, um, in true form, I have um, put out to the Instagram world, um, you know, and I, I switch gears here a little bit um, uh, because I, I want to be sensitive to your time and everything, but... Um, oh, I'm, I'm good. Actually, funny, we were talking about, like, you know, waking up a little sad. I had, like, I had like a rough night, just, like, had weird dreams. Uh, me too. And I, I was supposed to be driving to New York right now, and I was like, ah... I'll do it after the podcast. I'll feel a little better and I'll feel like I'm not like, uh, like being distracted by the driving, you know, like not dying. Uh, and I'll just, I'll stay home and do the, and do the podcast. And then, you know, when I leave, I leave. It's who cares. Hell yeah. So, but don't worry about my time. I'm good. Okay. Well, dude, I, I don't know what it is either, dude. I've had like, uh, I think it was actually Thursday or well, yeah, t today is Friday. I think it was actually Wednesday night. I was having really weird dreams, just strange, like not nightmares or anything, just off the wall. Like I was waking up a lot in the middle of the night and I was just having weird, just weird shit. So, um, 
Um, okay, so I have asked the Instagram world questions that they wanted to ask you, Dustin John Wallace. Um, and so I, I have four to ask you here. Um, they're all pretty good. Um, uh, Instagram user Leroy Chicks asks, will there ever be a With the Punches Keep Flying split EP? No. <laughs> no, there won't. <laughs> Straight up shut it down. I don't think so. I, I, I'll be honest. At, like now, like uh, we're you know we're all friends, which is awesome. Um, and like, keep flying is doing things that are like full time, and like so. In my my hope would be that like, keep flying would do a split with a band that we were like going on tour with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it would be something where like. Uh, where we would be able to like uphold the other band would uphold their end of the bargain. And, uh, I wouldn't count on that from what the punch does. Okay. <laughs> not in a disrespectful way. Just like you know, <laughs> we're, we're a band who does stuff when we want to do stuff. And if, if you have an opinion about, uh, when you think we should be doing stuff, you, you're going to be just shouting into the void. We're not, it's right. not going to affect it. No, I totally get that. Totally get that. Um, I, and dude, you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of split EPs out anymore. Like, yeah, I feel like you used to see that more with like, um, you know, I, I have seen some vinyl comps and like a few like four way split like seven inches, but you don't see a lot of like split CD like you know Hot Water Music and Alkaline Trio. Like you don't see yeah. bands doing stuff like that where it's like, okay, we really like each other's music. Like we're gonna do a couple original songs and cover each song like a song of each band you know that oh, yeah. i would i would probably say that alkaline trio hot water split probably goes down in history as one, the best split of all time <laughs> i would give it i would say top two for sure uh i am the moaning alexis on fire split is like the, the switcheroo series yes uh, is that is a record that, like, when it came out, I, I, besides the fact that, like, I love both bands, Monine is, like... Monine's uh, phenomenal. You know, there's no band, I think, has ever captured the amount of energy that, you know, those those people put out on a stage. Four people, it was like they jumped at the beginning of the set and then they landed at the end of the set. Yeah. It was, like, it was just incredible. Um, so, like, that... But yeah, that and, and the Hot Water Alkaline Trio Split, those are those are my two favorites for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's a really cool um, uh, Joey Cape, Tony Sly. There's like an acoustic, they did an yep. acoustic thing together and that was really cool as well. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, next question, uh, will there ever be another I Call Fives with the Punches show? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> Also, no. Uh, no. Uh, not for any particular reason other than, like, I, like I haven't spoken to anybody in I Call Fives in a very long time. I love Jeff and those guys, like, uh, but I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to anybody. Um, so I, I don't think so. Uh, and, like, I don't want to ever get into the realm of, like, the the pop punk like the the sea level bands from 2010 uh, <laughs> nostalgia tour you know what I mean like I, I don't want to do that like I don't want to be like 
Yeah, it's like. Uh, well, to be fair, it said, "Will there be another I ICF WTP?" Which I assumed that meant yeah. I qualify. Oh, that's I that's I qualify. Okay, okay. Like, I if qualify. somebody's if somebody's asking me a question and the letters ICF are in there, it's I call they're asking okay. about I qualify. Okay, so, so you know nothing nothing personal, but like yeah, no, we're not doing like a you know uh, I call fives with the punches, handguns uh, tour of like you know we'll play every dive that. <laughs> Like we'll we'll play every basement on the East Coast. It's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> so next question is from Mad Dash Studio. Um, Keep flying describes itself as pop punk, but has other influences. Uh, what other genres do you like to play in? Which is interesting because I know you have like kind of a electronic music style uh, project as well. Yeah. So uh, I love doing like I. I I love like '80s pop and like synth pop. Yeah, like early Madonna records, um, Cyndi Lauper. You know, like Comsat Angels. There's you know all these bands that are like um, tears, some, tears for know, fears. Tears for fears for sure. All that stuff. You know, I just think that like the the sounds of those records. I think people kind of resigned to like, oh, well, these were the sounds of the 80s and they're not really relevant anymore, which is crazy because, like, you don't so much do that with, like, anything else. Like, nobody hears, like, a, like a shitty distorted guitar and goes, like, oh, you're doing, like, the 90s thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, the, you know, like, this, you're just doing, like, like, there are bands that are still playing, you know, that sound like Hum uh, yeah. and are awesome. And it's, like, you don't get, you're not, like, a gimmick you're just a band. Um, and so, uh, a couple of years ago I was like working on, you know, I'm home, uh, before I was in key flying with the bunch of wasn't doing a lot. And I just had, you know, stuff in my head and I've always loved synthesizers. And, and so I started writing music and I got my friend Seamus and, and our friend Joey and we started Romer and it's just instrumental synth pop. We just do it cause we like to do it. I'm not, uh, you know, as with anything I do, I'm not trying to, to make it my career. I just, it's a thing I like doing and I want out in the world. Um, I'm super proud of. So there's that. Uh, I, I love jazz, <laughs> which saying out loud sounds bad, but like, I, I really love like, um, particularly instrumental jazz and, and mostly guitar. Uh, so like guys like Bill Frizzell, Julian Lodge, who actually the reason I'm going to New York today is because I'm, I'm going to go see Julian Lodge, who I think is just the best guitar player in the world. Um, well, dude, and, I was just going to inter interject. I think you're, you're, you are a great guitar player, and a, lo a lot of the with the punches stuff gets kind of technical sometimes. And does that, do you feel like that, um, you know, level of, you know, being a jazz fan, has that like seeped into it, your influences of playing and like um, knowing some of that stuff? I think, you know, like I, I try and be creative with like timing and melodic structure when I'm writing uh, guitar parts and stuff. But uh, like for me, it's, it's, you know, they are, they're entirely different uh, hats. So like if I'm playing punk rock, uh, if I'm playing like, you know, playing with the punches, playing Keep Flying, I'm really just trying to like do something that sounds cool to me in the same way that like bands like a Wilhelm scream and, yeah. you know, like, and it's and like 
Uh, Wilhelm Scream is, is one of my favorite bands of all time. So, you know, they're a band I ride for real hard. Uh, and, and as a guitar player, I just think that like their, their parts are creative. They're technical and challenging, but like, they're just so, so creative. I think yeah. Trevor as a songwriter is uh, unbeatable. Like nobody um, plays guitars yeah, like, you know, nobody plays guitar like those guys. No. And, and like, you know, through, through all their guitar players, you know, or, you know, uh, Chris Levesque, you know, who played on the first few records and then, you know, you get Mike Sapina who comes in he's also a monster. And then this new record with, uh, Jason Milbank, who is my buddy and I've known for a long time and got to play in my favorite bit, our favorite band, which is a crazy thing to me. Uh, and now, you know, they've got, uh, Ben from, um, I can't remember the name of his record label. I can't remember the name of every record. Creator Destructor. Uh, yeah, Creator Destructor, but like specifically he played in, oh my God, like what's the name of the band? Internalized, like what, what's Ben's band? Um, I was just looking at his Instagram earlier. Hold on. Um. <laughs> Heart no, Sounds, sorry. What's it called? Heart, Heart Sounds. Heart Sounds. Oh, I love Heart Sounds. I didn't know he was in that band. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the guy. Same guy, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, and like he was he's also in the band Light the City, which is like a like a metal band. But uh, but yeah. So like, I just think that they have found this great balance of like we're gonna write technically challenging music uh, that also are just like banger songs. Yeah, like it. It's not. It's not a band where like, and you know, like there are the like the technical skate punk bands where I'm like, oh, the guitar playing is crazy and the songwriting is okay, or like oh, right. the songwriting is really good and the guitar playing is like fine, does the job. Uh, but they are the band that like has all the ingredients. Absolutely, you know? D- dude. How far do you live? Do you live anywhere near Philadelphia? No, I live in uh, North Carolina now. Oh, okay. Shoot, I was gonna say we we I can't say too much. It was supposed to be announced today, but I haven't heard anything. But we are going to be playing a show. We might. Let me just put it like. Let me be really vague about it. We might be playing a show with Wilhelm Scream somewhere near Philadelphia at some point. <laughs> that rocks. That's so awesome. I was gonna say, come out if you can. Um, but <laughs> if 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 possible, I'm there. I. Uh... Jesse from With the Punches, like post With the Punches, sang in a band called Dead Ahead. Uh, that was awesome, and they played a show with a Wilhelm scream, and I will never let him live that down. <laughs> <laughs> I will. There, there will never be a day where I'm like, yo, remember that time that you played a show with your other band that I'm not in with my favorite band? Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, uh, we played with them one time already. They came to St. Louis. Um, last year actually right around this time and um i've seen them a bunch of times um dude i saw them when they when um ruiner had just come out and at this place called the creepy crawl it was a winter i think it was i have a crazy weird memory and i know that it was december 15th um 2005 and they i can't even i can't remember who they were with but dude there was they they were not even that big yet like um they like People, St. Louis is weird. There was only like 15 people at the show, but it was an awesome show. They ripped the the uh, venue was like a, only like a 200 person venue. Um, and then the next time that I saw them come back, they were on tour with Less Than Jake in like a 2,000 person venue. <laughs> Hell yeah! And it was like almost sold out. So I was like, dude, this is 
This is what these guys deserve. Oh, I think it was, uh, yeah, no, Mute Print had been out, but I, I couldn't get my hands on that record yet. Um, but, I mean, even back then, man, they were, uh, they were still just incredible and super, the nicest guys ever. Um, and yeah. when they played here in St. Louis um, last year, still just like, they're playing this super complicated stuff and playing it like it's not hard at all. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes me mad. <laughs> well, and that's like, that's the great thing is like, they, they're a band that plays these like very aggressive songs and they're smiling the whole time. You know, they're, they're like clearly there to have a good time, which is like when I step on stage with keep flying in particular, like that's what I'm like, i I'm going to have a good time. Uh, I'm going to play guitar as well as I possibly can while having the best time. And, uh, you know, I will sacrifice some notes to, like, you know, lay down on the the monitor and, like, with my head upside down staring at people. You know, like, I'm I'm just going to go have a good time. Um, But, yeah, a Wilhelm scream is... The best guys, you know, I'll do a, I'll do a whole whole episode of your podcast where I just gush about them. Uh, they're like, I, I've I've had the the pleasure of like knowing them a little bit, you know, here and there. Like, not we're not friends, but you know, when I see them, like they they kind of know who I am, which is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's but yeah, same. Cool. I I also saw them in 05, I think it was with Punchline. Uh, that might have been it. Enough. That might have been it. I, I was living in, in Austin at the time, and I just remember seeing them and like shouting every word, and like Nuno walking past me at one point and being like, "Hey, man, thanks for singing along." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they are they are a, an awesome band, and um, yeah, there's nobody, there's really no other band like them. I mean, there's there's other bands that I could say. If you like Wilhelm Scream, you probably like Strung Out and Belvedere. Yeah. You know, you probably, yeah. or Lagwagon and, you know, some of these, like, faster skate, technical skate punk bands. But... This is a standoff, Contra Code. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah there's a lot of, like, awesome techie skate punk bands out there. But Wilhelm is, they're, they're, they're different. They just, I don't... They, actually, they are just different. They're just, they're one of a kind. Um, and yeah. I, I love them. So, um, okay, one last question. When or if or when will With the Punches come play on the West Coast? Um, I would I would like to. I think we we would all like to do that. We've talked about it. Um, our friends are in a band called Rest Easy. Oh yes, we love uh, and label they're, they're the reason. Yeah, they're the reason that we're on uh, Mutant League. Well, them and and Mutant League being a great label, but uh, but like I've known Kenny since Daggermouth. Um, and so, you know, when, you know, when he started Rest Easy, I was hyped. And then, you know, when it turned out like that Nate from, from Mutant League hit me up and was like, yo, like, would, would With the Punches have any interest in doing like, like you're talking, you're like kind of subtly, not so subtly talking about our, this record that you may have done. Uh, would With the Punches have any interest in doing it with Mutant League? And I was like, well, you know, like, we're never really, like, been that interested in, like, having somebody else uh, get paid off of our record, you know, so it would have to be, like, kind of a specific deal. We would have to, like, 
talk about it and like I, I don't not not for nothing I don't know you and so I don't trust you um and he's like that's that's fair and so I called Kenny and was like yo like what's what's up with this guy like is he crazy and Kenny was like Nate no Nate's awesome I'll put out any record that Nate wants to put out of mine I will put out with Nate because he just rocks and I was like oh good enough for me okay like called the guys and, and double checked and uh and then called Nate and was like yeah man like if if you're serious about this yeah we'll do this um so we would that all that to be said like we would love to come to the west coast and do a run specifically with west with uh with rest easy uh when i just don't know it's like yeah uh, like the west coast is a is a tough thing because like the east coast you are you are three hours from a major city at any time um and you're like an hour and a half from you know like a like a b market city and the west coast is like really spread out it's a lot of of just like beautiful coastline and space which is nice uh if you are there to go sightseeing and if you're a band that's trying to get from like seattle to la it's it's kind of challenging yeah exactly well and and i mean i don't know if, if it, this might also come into play for you guys too but for me being in the midwest like we are we are going to florida uh we're gonna go down to florida and fly down there and do like a four-day run with uh you vandal but nice. e- even you know kind of alluding to what i was saying earlier it would take us two days to get to florida you know what i mean or it would take us right. it's gonna it's like a crazy drive like to get to like Jacksonville or something like that from St. Louis like it, and then you start thinking well I could play shows along the way well but then that's more time off and you know it's so we're, we're trying to figure out these things as well of like you know we've we've done the Midwest like we've we've played a lot of the like places within a, a you know half a day's drive that we can but how do we expand to some of these places that we haven't been and, um, you know, it, it gets tough because you're like, well, you, you guys are from New York. How are you get, getting out there is a, like one, que- you know, one thing, question that you have to solve. And then like once you're out there, well, how long do we do this? And, you know, how, how do we do we get all the dates we want in between? And, and you know, everything's kind of spread out, like you said. And, um, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough thing to figure out, like, you know. For us to do something on the West Coast, if we were to drive out there, it would take three days to get out, just to get out there, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, you know, so if we were going to do that, we have to fly to, you know, we all have to to fly to the West Coast, and then we have to depend on, like, the other band to, you know, at least get us to a place where we can, like, rent a van, and then we have to use all their equipment, you know, bring guitars, whatever, but, like, I can't fly an amp out there. Uh, I mean, I, I I can now because I have a, a flying rig for keep flying, which is just what I use when I'm on tour now, um, and it's small. But you know, like it's like I've I've been playing the amp I play in with the punches for a really long time. I would feel weird going on stage without that. Yeah, as as kind of like goofy as that sounds. Um, but yeah, I, I love. I would love to come and play some shows on the West Coast, specifically with Rest Easy. Um, to you know, people people don't like this answer, but it is the answer that I have given a lot, which is like, there's five of us, 
and and getting us to the west coast is is getting five people to the west coast you are one people you are one person or maybe two people if you want to come to the east coast for a show that seems like it would make more sense to me <laughs> right uh, right you know like <laughs> like i understand that like we live in a in a world of convenience uh also um get it you know like we're not we're not a full-time touring band i'm i'm turning 42 this year jesse's turning 40 uh shane is somewhere in his 30s i couldn't tell you where uh maybe maybe 34 uh mike is around that same age vin is around that same age um so and like mike's got three kids and he plays in catch 22 oh nice Uh, okay yeah yeah like uh, you know vin has a son and uh you know a, a job that he loves doing jesse has a job he loves and you know is like got married last year and and is like having a great time and i my interest in disrupting the lives of my best friends is none i have no interest <laughs> in like i have no interest in being like hey man uh we all have fun doing punk rock and we all have fun in our lives let's take some time for punk rock and like you know when it's time i know jesse like jesse will call me and be like yo it's it's time like let's let's do something um yo all right i will drop anything and everything um but until that time you know we gave you a new record last year played some shows thank you for if you if you listen to the songs if you like the songs thank you we appreciate it It means a lot um and you know we are we are going to be elusive we're going to play hard to get you know what i mean i want to be like the i want to be the the moby dick of of pop punk bands (laughs) hey dude uh, there's something to be said for that and i talk about this a lot like on on just like a local level it's like there's something to be said for when you go away people miss you and and that's very evident in in these questions on instagram is people are asking like when you guys are coming to their town and then when you come back it's bigger and better than it's ever been because you you know you've been away for a while and i i talk about that um you know i have a lot of there's a lot of like local bands here that like they they play all the time locally and and st louis is not that big of a city and our punk scene is not that big and when you're playing all the time, you kind of become a commodity of like, oh, I saw them last week, or I saw them this week, or oh, they're on this show too, like, you know, no big deal. But if you only play a few times a year in your hometown, like, you know, that's what we're trying to do is, is we've only played a handful of times this year, and every, luckily every time, one time was with Keep Flying, <laughs> every time it's been a great show. It's been, it's been a ridiculously awesome, great show, and all of our friends come out, and it's a lot. It's a lot harder to ask your friends every other week to come to your show than it is like you know, a, a cup, ask them to come out like a couple times a year. Oh yeah, and that that show we played with you guys was great. Like you guys crushed it. Uh, that band Swing the Chandelier was awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like, yeah, absolutely. They're good friends of ours. Yeah. Like, St. Louis, I, I, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for St. Louis because I really loved uh, a band called Time and Pressure. Yeah, absolutely. 
uh, really loved that band, and I was like really excited for them and bummed that they're not around anymore. But uh, uh, James, James, the guitarist from that band, does a lot of our. He does a lot of our designs and like poster designs and stuff like that. Um, and and Drew, Drew, um, the singer is a friend of mine as yep. well. And um, David Shanley, who was the other guitar player, he um, he plays in a band called Squint. I don't know if you've heard them yet, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, they're getting a lot of attention here from St. Louis in St. Louis as well. So, um, but that yeah, rocks. man. Well, dude, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I, I can't wait to see you again. I'm, I'm gonna give you a big hug next time I see you. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're friends now. After an hour on yeah. the phone, we're friends. If we weren't before. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I hope you have a safe drive. Where, where did you say you're headed? Uh, New York. Okay. Awesome. Which like so I'm I like grew up uh, in upstate New York so my favorite guitar player in the world happens to be playing like the town over from where I grew up so I'm I'm gonna go see that. Have you ever been to Oneonta? Oneonta? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, a thousand times and and I regret every one of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm playing. Yeah. We're playing in. We're we're stopping there for a show on our next run next month. Odeon is cool. It was I, I haven't been there in a long time, uh, but I've I've had I've had some good times in Oneonta. Uh, it's like the the thing there is there's like uh, the the state university like uh, SUNY Oneonta is there. Yeah, and so like it's like a college town. So if you're playing like during uh, like when school is in session, you're probably probably better off than playing when it's not. That's what I've but heard. Yeah. 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 That's what I've heard. We're we're uh, we're playing. Uh, we're playing there next month, so school is in session. Um, I've heard that it's kind of a foot traffic type venue where like people kind of just there's like a five dollar cover and a bunch of people are there, but they're not necessarily there for the show. <laughs> so oh yeah, it's a built in crowd, but it's like you know they might not care who's playing, but hopefully we'll, we're we're up to the challenge of winning them over in Oneonta. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well yeah, man. Good luck. Uh, have a good time. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was I like I've been out of New York so long now. I'd love to be like, oh yeah. If you need anything, like let me know. I, I know somebody, but I, anymore I don't know anyone in that area. <laughs> oh, all good, man. All good. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, much love to you, brother. I will try to get this up here within the next couple of days. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll shoot you a message once it's up. Sounds good, homie. I appreciate it. All right. Much love, brother. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.